You got the chill. The chill, chill, chill. Everybody's ego takes a shot on this show. This is Rutledge and Hamilton with Jim Rutledge and Matt Hamilton, presented by Coors Light on 100.5 ESPN. I mean, to be honest, I haven't won an event for a minute. You know, I've won a couple national championships, but there's there's golfers from all over the world here, so I'm counting this as international, and I'm going to count this as an international win, just like the Olympics. Feels good, uh, especially to do it in a sport that I'm not that good at. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the Everlight Solar Studio with Matt Hamilton, here's Jim Rutledge. Here's Jim Rutledge. Oh, you win a golf tournament now. You think you can be a radio host too? <laughs> yeah. Let's go letting it ride for a second, Matt Hamilton. Letting that moment sink in. Well, That's you're a winner. Movie, Winners go to Ho Chunk Gaming Madison so far this year. $63 million in jackpots won at Ho Chunk Gaming Madison. Largest win over $248,000. One jackpot over at Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. $2 million won just last week. Biggest win last week, $43,000. And that $248,000 jackpot, almost $249,000 jackpot, was won in May. Go be a winner. Go to Ho-Chunk Gaming Madison. He's Matt Hamilton. He's a winner. And right now you are not winning (laughs) the poll that you want to win, which is basically who had the best golf weekend. That is still uh, currently Nick Taylor. But from uh, Canada, you are leading the what most what uh, show host is most likely to compete in the world naked bike ride <laughs> at sixty one percent. Wow! Uh, our friend Just the Cheese David Sharfman chimes in. Not sure this is even close, and so that's uh, another one there for Matt. <laughs> Kyle Lapon chimes in. If Jim is taking part of the bike ride, it's because a bear caught him and destroyed his clothes. So. <laughs> And, and I, I don't know where exactly this is uh, coming from, but Dave uh, and Deer, uh, Dave the Deerfield guy wants to get his lunch. I think Homer in a canary yellow bana- banana hammock is the best vote. <laughs> Probably for the calendar. Yes. Oh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, I yeah. like that one there. And Drew Madison chimed in. I didn't see this. Uh, Jeter started the round by sending the first two straight into the woods. Hashtag one of us. Yeah. You always like to see that. Oh, my gosh. Matt, are you still one of us? Or so you just too good when now? they started, did they tee off on 10? Because there's like not a, yes, there's not like yes. reachable woods yes. on the start yes. of hole one. Yes, they tee off on ten. Yes, they okay. only play nine holes. Yep. No, they they no, the, flip the, the nines. No, the slabs only play nine though. They don't. Oh, play, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's some booty. I I got to play three rounds of golf in my prom. I don't even know if I want to play the pro am here. If I you know, only Matt, play nine holes. No, Matt, I'm gonna give you. I, I love you. I think it's more of they entertain these folks, and you're great. Uh, you're not Michael Phelps, great Olympian. So it's more of like, hey, thank you for the time. We're going to wine and dine you and show this is an amazing time. So you love the water here. Everything stood out. What an amazing time. And if you want to golf more, you can golf all you want, anywhere you want in Madison. But yeah. for this, you only have to do nine holes. Oh, I okay. think that's kind of more of how it's set up. Well, I will say that number 10 at University Ridge as like your first hole of the day, especially with fans in like a gallery, that is super intimidating. Woods on both sides, easy to lose a golf ball. Like you got a decent size fairway there, or like wide fairway, but man, that's an intimidating look. Even if you're a good golfer, I think this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. If the mountains are blue, you know what to do, and that's crush a Coors Light. We're live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Get into the show eight four four seven seven zero thirty seven seventy six. Let's get out to Robin Madison. What's going on? What's up, guys? Hey. 
So I mentioned on Twitter yesterday that Matt should have got four of those rims <laughs> so he could put them on a car. Yeah. I just got to win so, it three more times. <laughs> no, 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 no. You just go to the manufacturer. You tell them you want three more to put it on a car. Hey, I, I'll tell them I bought a car. I'll tell them I bought a car and it just broke and this is all I have left. Can they replace it? <laughs> So what would you put those style of, like, trophy slash rim on? I, like, what style of car, or what am I going to do with it when I t- get it home? Yeah. <laughs> what type of car would you put that well, on? Well, I, I think it's off of an car. X7. So I was a part of the X7 division, and that they're, These like, BMW styles X7, of BMW. BMW, high handicap slab division. Yeah, so I think an X7's, like, a, a SUV that has a third row. Like, it's, like, BMW's bigger SUV. It's still not... Gigantic, so the rim. And I think it's like a twenty-two inch rim. It's pretty large. Oh yes, it is. Right. Uh, right. So it's yeah, fit. it would be neat. I, I definitely, if they, I, I told Jim earlier, like, hey, I won it once. I don't think I need to win it again, uh, especially like when other celebrities can win it. It's good for the so tournament. Then, so then, but if they like offered a car, dogs. So you look like one of those southern trucks once you get two of them when they're dragging their their truck box out. Yeah, there you go. yeah they, uh, we saw a couple of those trucks. It's, uh, it was a, a thing, apparently. They they keep the back stock, the back two, like, s- struts or shocks or whatever, and then they lift up the front. So the car is, like, sitting at an angle with the back of the car super low. Apparently, it's super bad for your engine and, like, I would imagine oil so. pan and stuff. But yeah. it like legitimately you would be shocked at how much of an angle these cars are just like sitting at oh i i've seen it and i don't understand that at all <laughs> at all I, not one bit i i am officially old these days cuz i used to love modifications not me that was I super cool like when i saw that anymore. <laughs> uh rob thanks for the call um I have I'm, I have uh, above my garage. I don't know exactly the point of it. It's like a fake circular shutter. Yeah, I know you have you could do you could put your your rim on top of your garage like that too. It's like a, you know like it's an exterior. You know I don't know why oh, they have right. it, but like it looks like a shutter, but it's a circle. But you could do it on your house of right up there. Or oh right. If you have a fireplace, you could put it at the top of it. Right. I, yeah. I definitely. I I'm trying to think of a way if I can mount it to the wall or just put it above your bed. That sounds dangerous. If it did fall, that would take your head off. No doubt. <laughs> that is true. Maybe you could set up some, like, like tie it to a string. So if it did fall, it's still. Like, like, wouldn't kill me or my wife? Yeah. yeah. That would be a good idea. <laughs> I think that's a good idea, Jim. Or, or maybe I just don't put it above the bed and then I don't have to there worry about it at all. <laughs> Uh, you could put it like in the bathroom. Maybe general, maybe general. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, this this was the funny part is uh, when I text her, I was like, "Hey, by the way, I'm bringing home this half a BMW rim." She goes, "Where's the rest of it?" <laughs> right. And she's like, "You know, you don't have to bring it home. Sometimes just knowing you're the champion <laughs> is good enough because she thinks." The house is too cluttered, and it, it, it certainly may be, but I like stuff. <laughs> so I'm definitely putting it out in the house. What if you get it out of the house, put it out on the boat, make it the steering wheel on the pontoon? <laughs> there you That'd go. Be pretty cool. like That's that. an idea I can get Or behind. just a hood ornament right on the boat. I mean, yeah. that would be... I like steering wheel. That'd be yeah. quite That's the flex. a brilliant that idea. That is a hell of a flex there. <laughs> 
Oh, man, Ryan, you just opened a can of worms. Just full of good ideas back here, guys. Yeah, my wife is not going to be Yeah, you'll be hearing you. from Jen. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Stop giving me mad ideas. <laughs> I was going to tell him I got lost in the mail. I just <laughs> renovated the boat. She is not going to love it if I'm going to make some more tweaks. But I would imagine the steering wheel would be the easiest spot to modify. <laughs> I mean, I would think, but like the, the, the seat. To the captain's seat isn't like really adjustable, so that uh, wheel's like twice the size of the yeah. actual wheel. I don't know if it would even fit there with the seat. But so. I, I like the idea of it on the boat. <laughs> you would just be the, back there like Jack Sparrow, yeah. just driving the boat. Just I'm king of the world, uh, like Jack Dawson as well. But I think you could just kind of let's assume the boat doesn't sink, so it's safe. <laughs> and you have bigger issues if the boat sinks, but you could have it on there as a boat is a big look at me showcase sort of thing to have. <laughs> it kind and of now is. you have. This trophy that you won as a as a as a piece de resistance on top yeah. of your big showpiece. I what about this? How about this? We get a mount for it, but we put it on a bearing, so it, like spinners. Oh, there you go. So they can be Ooh. on the wall, but we can spin them, and we can just spin this trophy on the wall. I think that's the How, best. Like play. Rob has an idea. You can make it a, a swing. A swing. That'd be an uncomfortable swing. <laughs> more uncomfortable yeah. than the naked I, bike ride, maybe. Yeah. I think you're on the right track. Well, and his I think, mind was more on the naked bike ride sort of swing. Yeah, I do not <laughs> think that would make a very good swing. Oh, I get where we're going now. Yeah, remember, it's yeah. a rim cut in half, so there is a sharp edge. <laughs> Less comfortable than a bike ride, then? Less comfortable than a bike ride. <laughs> All right, we're going to throw some stones next. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light. Miss any of the show? Find full show podcasts free on Wisconsin On Demand and wherever you get your podcasts. Every minute, it's running through my head. Hundred million thoughts that I could have said. Then every minute, it starts over again. Do, 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 do. Clown Matt Hamilton. One, because you're a champion, but two, you got to hang out with the Olsen Tune folks today. Absolutely, I did. Olsen Tune uh, came out to my house, and more particularly, Aaron Olsen, uh, one of the owners of Olsen Tune, came out, and we talked about some of the different things we're going to do to my front yard. I've got a bush in the front yard that just collects leaves and is basically a giant nuisance. Like It's impossible to get all the leaves out of it. It's huge, so it just ends up be. It's like kind of an eyesore because it always looks un, like an unkempt part of my like landscaping. So mm-hmm. we're gonna get that removed. Uh, I'm thinking about building like uh, having the team at Olsen Tune build me a little like planter box set, and then we're gonna put some of like like the crushed stone down around those planter boxes, so we have a nice little garden on the side of our house. They can do all those things for residential and commercial for close to. 50 years of combined experience in their management and design teams. Olsen Tune has been helping out people like me and you uh, help see realizing our outdoor living space dreams. Uh, they can do that for you for uh, uh, affordable prices. You can go online right now to OlsenTune.com and get your next home project or business project started today. That's OlsenTune.com. Let's throw some stones. 
The guys think they have the answers to everything. I'm the best there is. People like me. So it's time to put them to the test. That's some booty, Jim. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. This is Throwing Stones, presented by Metro Kia of Madison, Madison's trusted Kia dealership. So it is time to throw some stones here on Rutledge and Hamilton. Each and every day, I waste a lot of time scrolling Twitter, or in this case, this past (laughs) weekend and last night. It leaves me with a lot more questions than answers, and instead of answering those questions myself, I bring them here to Jim and Matt looking for answers. I'll scroll those answers throughout, and at the end, we'll crown a winner of Throwing Stones. So, it seems like right now that someone who's beating Matt Hamilton in our poll today is pro-Canadian golfer Nick Taylor, who won that Canadian Open with his 72-foot eagle, but... The bigger topic most people are talking about on Twitter is that his friend, fellow pro golfer Adam Hadwin, was tackled while running under the green and spraying champagne, trying to celebrate the win with his friend Nick. Now, a lot of people are paying more attention to this on Twitter, and it seems like if you're Nick Taylor, would you be slightly annoyed that your friend took away some of the shine from your historic moment by getting himself tackled by the security guard, Matt? I will go ahead and start with you. 100% no, I would not be upset about this. He was literally just trying to be a part of the moment with his buddy. And the fact that the security guard had no idea who he was is the reason that this kind of like has become like its own thing as opposed to cheering for uh, Taylor and his, his victory. So, yeah, it's kind of a bummer that... He's not getting quite as much attention as he deserves for doing something that hasn't been done in a very long time in Canada. But at the same time, that was just his buddy trying to be his buddy. And uh, I'm sure uh, Nick Taylor would have done the exact same thing had Adam been in the same situation. So uh, it, it's really, if you're going to put it, the blame on somebody, it's a security guard for not knowing who the number 72 world-ranked golfer is who just played in the tournament and is Canadian. Well, I don't think he was yelling out, hey, get me some maple syrup, eh? Well, I mean, so I don't know if you know you're Canadian, but I'll say this. <laughs> I don't know if you saw this. Adam apologized to the security guard for getting tackled. Is that not the most Canadian thing that you've ever heard true. of in now, your life? And Adam did post a video from, I guess, the U.S. Open and PGA had a little fun with them. They hung a little note in his locker saying, hope he has a better week with uh, a hard hat and a USGA yellow jacket for him to wear uh, at the U.S. Open. There's really no blame to go around because that security guy, let's be honest. He's just doing his job. Right. And Matt, you were at a golf outing this weekend. I was at a golf outing. And I was one of them. Every nerd out there dresses like they're golfing. Like It'd be like going to a football yeah. game and everyone's wearing a football <laughs> uh, outfit or wearing a football uniform or a basketball game. And then you got this poor security guard with someone on the field who's what's what. So he didn't know what it was. It was being sprayed on those guys. I feel like yeah, he was a little bit of uh, G.I. Joe, but you know what? In the end, I, I think all's well that ends well, so there's really no blame to go around. I don't think anyone is blaming anyone. I think it's just all one of those one of those things that honestly looks like no harm, no foul. Actually raised, I'm sure, the profile of Adam Hart- Hadwin and Nick Taylor and raised profile the whole thing. But I, I get your point, but I think it's just one of those things. One that- of the shining lights in a pretty dark weekend at the PGA. Yes. <laughs> yes. True. Self-inflicted. 
True. Adam Hadwin, one of the less intimidating golfers you'll find, stands about 5'8", 160. So, That's the other thing. You know, golfers couldn't look more generic. Yes. Like, yes. Look, there's, is there a sport where their fans look more like the professionals out there? Curling. <laughs> True. <laughs> Perfect. And speaking of golf and curling, Matt Hamilton obviously got his big win on the BMW Pro-Am. And I actually tweeted out saying congratulations to Matt, saying, you know, not who says that curlers aren't pro athletes. And of the five likes I got on that tweet, one of them was Matt. <laughs> and then the other three were three apparent, seems like sex bots. <laughs> this has been quite the, um, um, you know, interesting show already. But I'm curious, does the likes on my reply to Matt, uh, does this prove that Matt Hamilton is truly a Wisconsin sex symbol? Or <laughs> is the Corn Ferry Tour Twitter just a little too hot to handle. Jim, I'll start with you because I think Matt could be slightly biased on this one. Well, I also think, Ryan, maybe you just got a lot of uh, fans who I are I swear, uh, it's not for bots. me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that, that was... <laughs> I'm just saying, if I'm betting Matt Hamilton is the cause of it or the the tour the cause of it or whatever your browsing history the cause of it is, okay. I'm going to lean on the browsing history. Hang on. <laughs> Oh, man. I'm going to say it's absolutely because I'm a Wisconsin sex icon. I was just, I was like, I was basically trending. It was awesome. Yeah, you were. So I don't, I, I, you know, that's that's not on you, bud. That's just people trying to get clickbait. Yeah. I'm, and I'm clickbait. Yeah, you are a celebrity. <laughs> you, are the same. you are still third in the Iron Jack poll, but in, either way. Oh, that's um, so brutal. So speaking of, you know. People were a little too horny recently. Uh, <laughs> Zion Williamson over the weekend. <laughs> Zion, go yes. ahead. Uh, just kidding. I'm actually not going to go into the Zion topic. <laughs> uh, we'll stay away from that one. Um, <laughs> there he is, didn't even he, vet his he, own game. He just wanted. Uh, he just wanted the setup. Yeah, I just you wanted the setup. Are I, supposed to vet your own. No, game. I just. I just wanted the setup. I thought it was fun. Um, the other topic I saw this week was that. John Sterling is a play-by-play announcer for the uh, New York Yankees, and he was calling the game in the bottom of the ninth inning versus the Red Sox on Saturday night when he actually got hit by a foul ball during his call. I'll go ahead and play the audio from the call right now. Now the 3-2 swung on, a pop foul back here. Ow! really hit me. I didn't know it was coming back that far. So once again, it'll be a 3-2. And Holmes ready to deal. A ground ball to third. Donaldson squares. Throws to first. In time. Ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. (laughs) So we've been talking about whether, you know, curlers are professional athletes. Are play-by-play announcers, should they be considered professional athletes when they have to deal with things like this? Matt, I'll go ahead and start with you. (laughs) Uh, No, not professional athletes or athletes at all because that's where the guys like Alex Strofe hang out because they can't be athletes. That being said, Good for this guy. Let's talk about a professional. Is he in his 60s or 70s? How old is he? He looks like he's in his 70s. So this guy... He he might be uh, uh, like not a professional athlete or an athlete at all, but he is certainly a professional because he took that shot, got three owls out, and then got the next pitch called well, and for the win. Like that is professional 
level stuff. The guy was probably, I think I heard he got a little like cut on the brow. It yeah. did cut his like, head. It yeah. took a one hop off the table and then hit him in the face. Like to be able that's to smarts. be there for yeah. the next pitch and ready to go, that's professionalism. Was that edited? That that audio was not edited okay. at all. And John Sterling, 84 years old. 84. Goodness. So to jump right yeah. back into the call after getting drilled, three hours. Three well, hours. The only reason I asked is I thought I saw somewhere where he like the like guy got treated and came back to the booth. So that's why I didn't know if like he missed no. A I bit. don't think he left at all. He no, stayed he didn't in miss the booth because that was the game. The, that there's two outs and it was a three-two. Yeah. Okay, right. So yep. it was literally one more pitch in the game. He finished it. Good for him. Adrenaline that had to hurt. Really oh, bad. Yeah. yeah. I mean, when was the last time you guys got hit by a baseball? Here's. Can we be honest though? It's uh, been a minute. Uh, it, it the hurts. fact that he didn't swear is remarkable. Because I would have been like Chris Farley, son of a like, yeah, like man. Got, Ryan's face just lit up when you said that. If you got, if you're calling a game and 84 years old and a ball just clocks you right above your eye, I know he's a broadcaster, but I'm you probably know what, dropping an f bomb. Yeah, his first thought was like, and here comes the three-two pitch, swung with a liner to the third. Donaldson lines it up. Yankees <laughs> What an incredible that reenactment. Right? That's right what he there. did. <laughs> that was, I mean, that was dead on, Matt. And honestly, after that reenactment, I got to just go ahead and give it yeah. to you. I knew I could throw a little bit of Matt Hamilton flair in there to get, get Ryan to uh, give me the win. I, see, I feel like Ryan typically favors you, Jim. I don't know. Do you, you like, always get caught up in do you give him? Do you give him candy like, like a Snickers? Or chocolate. Yeah, chocolate. Yeah, I have a peanut allergy, but it gives me chocolate. That's <laughs> so I'm trying to make sure he doesn't kill me. They're getting a Snickers now. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> this is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, and we can prove it. Follow the show on Twitter at Jim and Matt. We'll be practicing a little bit later this week. Sports Illustrated, I think, uh, created a little bit of news here. A possible trade scenario that was proposed by NFL Analytic Network would bring Green Bay running back Aaron Jones to Baltimore in exchange for a second and fifth round pick in next year's NFL draft. Matt Hamilton, Jim Rutledge with you. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. Live from the Everlight Solar Studio, 844-770-3776. If you could trade one packer, who would it be? Jordan Love. <laughs> I'm speaking my truth. You don't have any value then. Huh? You're not going to get any value for him. <laughs> okay. I mean, what do you get? Like, what would you get, honestly, for Jordan Love? Fifth rounder? I was maybe hoping for like a fourth. <laughs> I feel like fifth. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, obviously, I think your most valuable asset on the team is. Going to be either Aaron Jones or maybe Jair Alexander, probably. Yeah, no, Jair, you probably want to keep for. No, I'm saying, but who's your most valuable player that you could get something okay, for? Okay, so if we did it like this, most likely to be traded, it's Bakhtiari and Jones. Maybe Kenny Clark. Uh, maybe Kenny Clark. Um, I, 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 I could see Jones. Because I feel like the Packers have a lot of confidence in A.J. Dillon and don't really think that their running game would suffer a whole lot. 
who knows with Bakhtiari? Like he might not be the the guard that he used to be, but he's tackle. or the tackle he used to be, but he is still a solid player. He's still a B plus. Pl- but Aaron Jones is a better football player than Dave Bakhtiari. Oh, uh, totally. Yes, I'm just saying like. Bakhtiari is, still has value, and we do not have the deepest offensive line, so losing him might hurt the Packers a little more because we actually have someone that we feel can be a serviceable backup if Aaron Jones isn't playing. That's all I'm getting at. I just don't think the O-line depth is good enough. I think losing Bakhtiari would hurt Hart more. You know, So if they trade, let's say in this theory here, and this is a story from Sports Illustrated, but it's just more of like a suggestion. Aaron Jones traded to Baltimore is the proposition here. Second and fifth round pick. I'd do that if I was the Packers, first of all. A second, second and fifth. I mean, second? Second yeah. is a real one. Now, Bakhtiari probably draws you the fifth. Just a fifth? Yeah. Probably, yeah. He's older. He still hasn't played a full season in God knows how long. So that injury is still a concern. He's got a hefty number to his contract as well. You're not going to want to really rework it and keep him around longer. Here's the thing. that It would bum me out for sure to lose Aaron Jones. He's such a personality on the sideline. I love the sombrero and sunglasses. The guy has bled green and gold since he's gotten here. Um, I'm, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but he might have been in the running for a Walter Payton Award as far as like community work that he's done. Like He was, I, yeah. Right, so like he's a great guy, and would love to keep him in Green Bay. So part of that, you know, it's one of those things. Like since he is my like a player on my favorite team, I think I hold his value a little bit higher. A second and a fifth kind of feels a little low, but I think that's just because I like him. You know what I mean? I think bias is stepping in a little bit there. A second round pick for a running back is pretty dang good. Considering that the Vikings just cut Delvin Cook, I mean, you look yeah. at the lifespan of running backs in the right. NFL. Like getting, getting a second and a fifth, for him could be and he was good. a fifth round pick back in was it 2017? I right. want to say so. It's pretty good value. Yeah. No, I mean, no, it's it, it is. But I, I, like I said, I think my bias is coming through because I just like him as a player. I don't think I would like to see him go for a second and a fifth. Your endowment effect, yes, exactly. Yes. So, Jen, Gabe, and Chewy asked the question: Do you want to see Aaron Jones traded? Eighty-nine percent of people said no. Right. That's. I think I'm in that court just because so, I like him as a Packer. This, this really has to get back to what you believe the Packers are this year. Well, I think it gets to what. Fans, what the fans of the Packers are, they want to like their team. That's they, why they were okay losing a four-time MVP and Super Bowl quarterback, but don't want to lose a guy who is like an energy, a good, a good guy to have on the team, a mentor to uh, Dylan for the first couple seasons, and now like a brother to Dylan. Essentially, he's like the kind of guy you, they Packer fans really want on the team because he does all the things that. Packer fans value it's interesting because getting rid of him might be better for the Packers in the long run especially a trade like that where you get pretty good draft capital for a guy who's like prime in the NFL is probably over or very close to it so it's just funny how Packer fans will value things they really if, if you're a good Packer you're you're invaluable, but if you don't necessarily do things the Packer way, doesn't matter how good you are, kick them out the door, send them to New York. So, <laughs> I don't disagree with any of that. I guess what I was getting at, and this gets to Tasha's tears as well. And <laughs> there was tears, and there was uh, I called it the Tasha's terrible tears, where it was uh, he did the tears in the NFL. 
mm. as far as teams. Uh, Ryan, why don't you pull that up? Oh, I was thinking like tears, crying yes. tears. tears. <laughs> I was like, why is Tausch crying? Because he because he thinks the Packers are on the same level as uh, we can get the. Do you have the list out here? I think uh, I, I can pull up the list. Yeah. I saw right. the list. I didn't actually like take a good look and see where everything was ranked, but I did see the list. And he I left, think I saw Bears were like at the bottom. It was a non-serious list. He left Washington completely off the list. Intentionally or accidentally? Washington <laughs> has more wins than the Packers, or the same amount of wins as the Packers did last mm-hmm. year, but a better overall record because they were eight, eight and one. And they had the heads up, right? Yes. They beat the Packers yes. in the head. So they were a better football team last year than the Packers, and he accidentally left them off the list. So I do have Tausch's tears right here. In tier one, <clears throat> he had the he Eagle. Teared up about it. Choked up. Very about it. I, I'm very, very emotional. And this is NFC, right? Yeah. Just NFC teams. So in tier one, he had the Philadelphia Eagles and the San Francisco 49ers as the class of the NFC. Tier two is the Cowboys and the Saints. Tier three. There are six teams with the Giants, Seahawks, Lions, Packers, Falcons, and Vikings. Then Tier 4 is the Rams and the Bears. Tier 5 is so, uh, this the is Panthers where, So this is where I, got, where I kind of lost it was that you got to drop the Packers and Atlanta down to the same level as Chicago and L.A. The rest is fine. I'm not going to argue that much mm-hmm. about it. But like that's where Green Bay is living. And then we did another poll out there of like, what team do you feel? I just feel like a lot of Packer fans might have outsourced expectations on this football team. Because I look at a brass tacks like this, and the, the unknown is Jordan Love, and he could blow up. And maybe every, maybe you're just more optimistic than me. But if I'm looking at this season coming in to set expectations, what's going to make me happy? Removing a Hall of Fame quarterback, a veteran with fringe Pro Bowl numbers, who did so much to help your offensive line look better than it was, did so much to help your offense look better than it was last year, did so many intangible things we can't even see, let alone tangible. You remove him from the team, and you replace him with a giant question mark. So you went from a A at quarterback to an I of incomplete. <laughs> and at the most important position in the NFL, your team won eight games last year. Rashawn Gary is going to probably miss maybe sometime. Maybe he'll be in right away, but... We're not going to get normal Sean Gary probably for a few, you know, maybe the first four weeks of the season. But regardless, the team downgraded dramatically at the most important position. Oh, by the way, they downgraded at wide receiver. Losing Alan Lazard is a downgrade. They probably downgraded at tight end in the short term for both of these. Mm -hmm. Losing Bob Tunyon and replacing him with rookies is likely a downgrade. In the long run, good move at wide receiver. You could be upgrading. Same with tight end. Maybe even at quarterback, over like three years from now, Jordan Love could be better than where Aaron Rodgers is three years from now. Not where Aaron Rodgers was in his prime, right. but where Aaron Rodgers was three years from now. But in the short term, they've downgraded strategically in a lot of spots in the vein of rebuilding. 100%. So like, I am not ready to buy into as much of the hype don't get me wrong. I think the Packers are going to surprise us sometimes, and I think they're going to fall short of expectations sometimes this year. I think six to seven. If they get eight wins, I would be shocked. But I think six to seven is where we're going to live. And here's the thing. It, it still could be a good season. Like totally. Aaron Rodgers had six wins his first start. He had, like, Pro Bowl numbers. And I'm not yep. saying Jordan Love's going to do that, but – if we go out and get six wins and Jordan Love has good numbers and it looks like there's some promise there, there's nothing wrong with that. You can put up numbers. But, but to put us in this category of these teams that are like almost ready to do it and we're in this 
clear rebuild mode as opposed to like last year, that just seems like Tauscher's like optimism's showing. It's like, bud, like you really think that Jordan Love is going to come out here and play like a second, third year guy? Like, and I, I'll say it like this. It's, it doesn't mean he can't, but if you were betting, if you were taking the most realistic option, Jordan Love just looks fine this year. Oh, totally. And winning is incredibly hard. Like Jordan Love put up nice numbers. So could Christian Watson. So could Aaron Jones. And he still could lose football games. And winning is a, an acquired skill. And that's the other part that we don't know if Jordan Love has that yet. For an example, and there's also luck involved here. What was it? Vikings twelve and zero in one score games. Was that what it was? Yeah, eleven or twelve and zero in one was, score games. Yeah, twelve. And, yeah, something ridiculous. One loss, I believe. And then on the flip side, yeah, the Bears one and seven. One and seven in one score games. Vikings flipped that completely. If the Packers were able to split one score games this year, I think that would be a huge. Bump in the, like, the pro Jordan so Love. Yes, and it's so hard to do as a first year starter in Jordan. Love. Just to know how to win is a skill acquired from playing in those situations, and more often than not, you get you earn that skill by taking your lumps and learning how to lose first and what not to do. I, if Jordan Love can go out and win fifty percent of one score games, the Packers are going to be in great shape yep. in, moving forward. And I'm not, I'm not saying the Packers will or won't have a nice record. What I'm saying is that if I was a Packers fan, I'd just be trying to temper my expectations. Like, hey, I think we're going to win six games, and if we win six games, and Love and Watson and Dylan and some of the young guys, whoever up Musgrave and Reed and any of these young guys look promising. Like either they took a step forward, or in their first year they look like they have something to build on. And we won six games. I'm excited. Now we have more money next year. We have more draft capital. We get right back to the mix for the division. Now, if six wins turns into ten, call it gravy. Amazing. But I don't want to, I guess for me as my fandom, I don't want to set it up as ten wins and then be disappointed with six. For an example, last year's Chicago Bears team, I was not disappointed when I did not expect them to win a lot of games. In fact, that they were bad enough in those one-score games to get the first overall pick, turn it into DJ Moore, couldn't have worked out better. You shall flashes out of Justin Fields and flashes out of some young other players, and now they got further to go. This year, I'm setting the bar. Like I think they're going to win six games. Maybe they get eight. So I think I'm, the ideal situation for the Packers is exactly what happened to the Bears yes, last year. You see I flashes agree. from Jordan Love. He loses all of the one-score games. But again, shows flashes, and you have a super early draft pick. And if you if there's a quarterback on there, and you're like Jordan loves our guy, we saw these flashes, and we think he's making that step. You can absolutely throttle a team like the Panthers and get a king's ransom for that high draft pick. Well, and that's the the question that I, I want to know. I would know. love to see the Packers. Matt, I think I know how that. you'd answer this. Would you rather the Packers win eight games, call that a division win, and get smoked in the playoffs, or win three games and have the first overall pick? Uh, is Jordan Love showing me prop good signs? And you know what? Doesn't matter. Yes, I'm taking the third overall pick because if Jordan Love shows me signs that he could be the guy, wonderful. I said first he overall pick, three wins to get the first overall pick. Right. Okay. Yeah. So I I'm saying I said third. Yeah. I'm saying if he shows signs, wonderful. Yeah. Then we can trade away that first round pick and get a you know move back a little bit, still get some very good key you'd contributing get players. You get more than the Bears got for DJ Moore this year because that's the such Caleb a Williams. great uh, draft class for quarterbacks. So like, and it, and if he is booty, and that's the reason we have three wins, then you get Caleb Williams. So that I think is the win win. Going eight nine wins, winning the division, getting to the playoffs, and getting dusted by like the Eagles or whoever. 
that's not going to help the Packers move forward. Yeah, it's just for me, winning a trash division, I mean, it's like the Brewers this year. Okay, great. And it's a little different for the draft pick part of it, but it's like if you win the division and you just get smoked, and let's say the Brewers win the division and they win 84 games. Cool. If the Packers win the division and they won eight or nine games and get smoked in the playoffs, it doesn't do a lot for them. It I think it'd be, help. it'd be more and valuable for the Packers to have the high pick. Yeah, for a team. It might feel good as a fan to have like a decent season, make the playoffs, and have that one extra week. Because more likely than not, if the Packers win the division and doing that, they get to look at some of their buddies who are Viking fans or Lions fans or Bear fans and be like, what are you doing next week? Uh, not playing football. <laughs> waka waka. You know, like your classic, like, we're in the playoffs again. Like, that sometimes can be fun, but that's da- not going to build the Packers up for the coming years. This is Richard Hamilton presented by uh, Coors Light. <laughs> I almost said Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. Sorry. You know the downside of this tournament was? You're listening to Rutledge and Hamilton, presented by Coors Light, a finalist for Best of Madison Radio Team. Vote at channel3000.com. People really like this show. Idea for you. I think we want to bring it out next week. This is Rutledge and Hamilton presented by Coors Light. The mountains are blue, you know what to do. And that's crush a Coors Light. Uh, this is Rutledge and Hamilton live from the Everlight Solar Studio. Matt, are you going to be in the Everlight Solar Studio next week? Is this a trick question? No, I'm asking. Like, I, <laughs> on the schedule, it says you're around. Are you going to be around? I, I do believe so. I do think I am, Jim. Okay, so if Matt Hamilton's around, I want to invite our friend Lee from Ruth's Chris Steakhouse over. And we want to kind of maybe debut this Let Mac Cook thing. Oh, So yeah. here's the idea that we have is that Lee can bring in uh, something from uh, Roos, and we can all try that, and obviously it'll be amazing. Then I want you to create a recipe. Make it, though. you got to make it. Bring it in. Let Lee try it. See if he ah maybe okay. put it on the menu or consider it for it. Like, <laughs> maybe a special. A special or whatever, the Hamilton all uh, right, special. All right. And uh, if you got a lecture, Matt and I, or uh, Alex and I can try it. And then we'll also, Lee's sports fans, we'll get his sports take and we'll get your sports take. And we'll do a little Let Matt Cook, but with our good friend Lee from his Chris Steakhouse. I think I could do that because, I mean, I, I probably can just do what I normally do and just ball out on a dinner for me and my wife. I'll yeah. just make an extra portion. Yeah, exactly. And then bring that in and be like, this is what I would put on So I'm going to invite our friend Lee in. And oh, then, my, uh, the gears are already turning, Jimmy. Perfect. And then he will tell you if it's up to their qualities over there. Oh. Judgmental Jim, they have a high bar, but so do I. Yes, that's so why I, I think, think I think it'll be good. I think you'll appreciate it. I think it'll at least be in consideration, the best it can be. Absolutely, mm-hmm. I'm not expecting it to. I'm, Here's the thing: if he takes it back to his chef, his chefs not love it. <laughs> chefs do not love it when people come in like, "Hey, I tried something. You should try and recreate someone else's creation." Yeah, no, absolutely. Chefs are a little too prideful for that, so it may all. It won't actually here's, be picked here's up. Here's what Lee would say: Lee would like, might be like, "This is good enough." To be a special on the menu, that would make me. I would, exactly, I would be thrilled. Or if he would, or, like, he would order it. You know, if I was. Yeah, yes. yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah, so we'll figure out exactly how to word it up. But we'll have our good friend Lee from Ruth's Chris come in. The NBA Finals are tonight, Matt Hamilton, Game whoop, Five, whoop. and I'm guessing it's three and one. It is, and if they win, then I uh, was proven out. You thought that Miami was taking one back in Miami. I thought Den. We'll see. It's not over yet, but I thought Game Two, Denver just didn't like show up. 
and right. they still almost beat and, Miami yeah, and, and Denver. Then, and then apparently game four, it was like like a B-minus Denver team that still was able to get it done. They had Jokic. Again, I didn't the, watch it. Yeah. I was not watching it, but that's what I've kind of heard. The Joker, the fouls, on, the fouls on Joker four and five were horrendous, and he was out for a good five, six minutes in the fourth quarter, and Denver was able to hold off Miami, and he knew that was it. Yeah. Because when he came in, then that was that, and the game right. was over. So I think it'll be wrapped up tonight, which then gets you into NBA offseason, which will get wild. Fred Van Vliet from Rockford, playing for the Toronto Raptors right now, has already turned down his option. We're waiting to see what Chris Middleton will do as far as his player option. So it will heat up quickly as far as the NBA offseason. I'm I'm excited. The Bucks are in a such a interesting position. You've got a team that, in my opinion, is good enough to get you to where you want to go. You can, you can get to a finals, probably win it with this team. You've got Giannis. You've got a good enough core that has enough chemistry where I think they can get it done. You have a new coach with kind of a different mentality than your last coach. Giannis is, you know, he's got a year or two left on his contract. Like, this, this is a big year. This is a big offseason for the Bucks. It's going to be super interesting to see how they attack this offseason and how how Giannis is going to react to what they do and how like how fans are going to react to it cuz Bucks fans they love Middleton they love Holiday and they love Giannis if we have to get rid of one of one of them it's it's not going to sit super easy right away with Bucks fans so it's it's going to be uh it's going to be a heated one and I hope the Bucks are very active this offseason uh also we're going to have to be Badger basketball fans this year <laughs> <laughs> Let's we go. talked. We talked to Tyler Wall obviously last week, and Chucky Hepburn. Those interviews are available Wisconsin on demand, Apple, Spotify, and those great places. That's brought to you by our good friends at Revive Restoration. You have smoke or water damage. You need have mold, mold remediation needs. Asbestos. They asbestos, do asbestos. That's right. Uh, go to reviveperos.com. But then also, I got to hang out with uh, Connor Siegen and AJ Store. I ah. talked a little walk and talk on the way out. They were up at the MFM Championship. They were hanging out with some of the kids from the American Family Children's Hospital, doing great things up there that the players were and, and giving some joy to those kids' lives. And then on the way out, I just happened to look to my right, and there was Tyler. So I you know, reintroduced and myself. And you're a nice guy and yeah. people like you. Yes. I said, hey, Tyler, remember me? I'm Jim Rutledge with ESPN. He said, hey, how's it going? It seemed like he – I mean, it was only a couple days ago. I would right. imagine that I'd linger there. And then uh, he introduced me to AJ. AJ Store, the transfer from uh, St. John's. Kid looks like he's ready for Big Ten play. And then uh, Connor Asijin was the other player. But my favorite part was uh, I heard AJ Store turn to Connor Asijin and say, how do you say your last name again? <laughs> so they are a very friendly group, and that makes it tough. So they got to be good this year. This is Rutledge and Hamilton. Scalzo and Bruss coming up next. We're presented by America's favorite beer, Coors Light. See ya! I thought you had stumbled again.